0: I can't believe you watched that trash. I don't,
1: I don't understand the appeal.
0: How can you listen to that?
1: Why are you so into this?
0: Ever heard these phrases about something you love from your friends and loved ones?
1: Wish that you could sit them down and explain to them the merits of your favorite things in a non-judgmental conversation?
0: Welcome to I Think You'd Be Into It, the podcast all about your problematic faves.
1: I'm your host, Brandon Beck.
0: And I'm your co-host, Beth Scorzato. And we're here to listen.
1: Okay, and now we're we're doing a show. We
0: podcasting. We're
1: podcasting. We podcast only t- only, technically. <laughs> only technically. Technically, yeah. yeah. Th- this is in the barest sense of the word a podcast, in that it is uh, people talking in the microphone, and it is
2: it is neither online yet nor <laughs> no. nor, nor
1: edited, nope. nor live podcasting. <laughs> Woo! Yep. Ha- we're
2: doing it live right now. <laughs>
1: this yep. Is
0: the exact moment that my cat has chosen to start very noisily pulling food out of the bowl.
1: Uh I can't hear it, so
0: well, it all she works out. Now, does,
2: does your cat do the thing where like they like faux bury their own food constantly? Yeah, to the point. Uh, w-
0: she doesn't, oh. but the the other one does. She like will like pull socks and things like into the water or like over her food. That's She'll, so like, funny. See, I've never heard things. about
2: yep. this, but I just heard about it this morning,
1: and now, now. Oh, I'll come home and there will be like a T-shirt in her water bowl, which will just sucked up all the water that was in there. Oh. Our cat puts a turtle in
2: the water bowl, which I think is at least, you know, kind of like appropriate. A turtle? Yeah, it's like a little turtle toy. Oh, okay. I thought you were like 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 an actual. Yes, yes, yes. No, no, that, that would take far more skill, I think. Like
1: an actual ass turtle.
0: Anyway, hey, welcome to We Think You'd Be Into It, <laughs> the podcast about your problematic faves. Uh,
1: <laughs> I wasn't sure if we wanted to start over and do a clean one or just go. We're just going to go. All right. We're just going to go. Cool.
0: Rock 'em, cool. Rock em, sock em podcast bots. Um, <laughs> anyway, we are here today <laughs> with our first guest, Dan Gavazdin, comic Gvozdin. editor and, uh, and podcaster extraordinaire and film critic. And... Uh, Hey,
2: welcome. Thanks for having me. Can I set the scene for everybody listening? Yes, Yes, please. Uh, Please please do. Please please add a visual element to this oral Uh, medium. Talk about
1: my abs first.
2: (laughs) uh, I I have not been privy to that yet, uh, but uh, on the wall uh, uh, adjacent to the table, uh, I think it would be safe to say that uh, you like fish. Uh, I do. uh, There are a multitude. Five. uh, and if you uh,
0: check out our Facebook page, I'm posting a photo of you two right now with all the fish posters in the background. Is,
1: this is wonderful. Could you say a school of fish posters? You could, but I would ask you to leave the house. All right. I would I would I would insist that you leave. There's more than that in this
0: that. house. Those are just the only framed ones. Yeah, Actually, no, there's one in the bedroom.
2: There's, there's there's yeah. a there's a giant sheet over the window that is uh, zodiacal signs. That was um, my
0: um like bedspread in high school because I was that kind of person. But it's really just like a tapestry I bought. But um, a lot of our blinds broke <laughs>
2: oh. because
0: there are these ones and the wind blew and they all fell off. Like always happens in LA. I can sympathize
1: so, with that. Yes. Yeah.
0: So we put that up so that uh, people from the gas station can't just see in.
1: Unless we want them to. Yeah. That's our, fair. our sink overlooks the parking lot of a Keller Williams real estate, <laughs> and I'll often just be in there in, like, the middle of the day, just, like, shirtless washing dishes, and I, I've, I've yet to make eye contact with anybody, but I'm waiting for it to happen, and I think at that point I'm just going to have to, like, burn the house down and move away, because I, 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 I would be that in my head if I'm like, oh, God, someone saw me. So these two details,
2: I think, have very successfully set uh, <laughs> yeah. what's going on yep. right now.
1: That we're in
0: a hippie nerd house.
1: Yup.
0: So there you go. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, your your podcast.
2: Yeah, I have a podcast. Um, I've been collecting Spider-Man comics since I was five years old. Um, I guess a, a rife time to dive into the world of Peter Parker and his ceaseless misery. His
0: trash boy heart. <laughs>
2: yes. And... Uh, I uh completed my collection of every single issue just a couple years ago, and th- like, uh, and in the final stretches of that collection, thought maybe I should be cataloging this in some way or, yeah. or doing some kind of extended uh, media related mm-hmm. uh, exploration of why I felt like I should spend tens of thousands of dollars completing a collection (laughs) that will likely sit in my closet unread. Um, And I met up with a, a, I met this guy who wrote a blog called the chasing amazing blog um, online, who was doing exactly what I wanted to be doing, which is writing about his quest to complete it. And I said, I'm a podcaster. You want to do a podcast? And he said, no. And uh, I kept bugging him until he agreed to do a pilot. And That pilot got listened to by over, like, 500 people, and we thought, oh, weirdly (laughs) enough, there's an audience for this. Um, Let's just keep doing this. So we're four years in, and we talk all Spider-Man every week, um, sometimes more than once a week, although that's less often than not. Sure. Um, And we kind of discuss whenever there's a new issue out. Or we look back at older issues that are classics, or we interview people from, uh, you know, like Spider-Man creative teams, new and old, from Jerry Conway on, well, we don't have Dan Slott because he's kind of refused to be on our show. Uh, what's,
1: What's his beef? I don't What's know. What is beef? Dan Slott's beef? Uh, I don't think
2: we
0: have enough time for that. Yeah,
1: that could be a whole episode. <laughs> that could be a whole episode.
2: Uh, or not, you
0: could just go read Twitter.
2: He's a nice guy, but uh, I, th- I think the internet has... has Broken turned, him? Not broken him, but he has been turned negative by a lot of other online Spider-Man fan communities. Oh,
0: um, Which is fair. Um, yeah, comics, people can be terrible on the internet. Yeah. That's um, pretty, pretty well known. But... We've yes. yet to actually say what it's called. Oh, yes. It's
2: called the Amazing Spider Talk okay. uh, podcast. It was originally called the Superior Spider Talk podcast <laughs> because I don't think we thought we were going to be doing it for very long, and we really dug Superior Spider-Man. And also,
1: a- at that point, you were being inhabited by Dr. Octopus. That is also true, yes. Uh, those, those were really like dark, weird episodes. That's
0: the only thing Brandon knows about Superior Spider-Man.
2: Well, that's yes. a, it's it's a, it is the main point about superior. But like Spider-Man that's all he fair. knows
0: about Spider-Man in the past ten years. Yep. Well,
2: that's probably about all you should know about <laughs> Spider-Man in the past ten years. Like so. Jonah's
1: mayor now or something. Yes,
2: he he was mayor. Now he's running his own like Bill O'Reilly esque show on the Fact Channel. <laughs> okay, um, Brandon
1: which, would watch that. I, I I actually would. I would watch a show that was just J. Jonah Jameson like yelling at me for an hour. Yeah, that's
2: essentially what it is. Um, we sis kink.
1: We, that, <laughs> that's basically just Mad Money now that I. Think about
2: it when, when he lost his job as uh, mayor um, We created a fictional job For where he might go As Papa Jonah's Pizza And we created We sell on our site All this merchandise For uh, basically Papa John's gear But refashioned to say Papa <laughs> Jonah's and uh, it's taking awesome. on its own weird life of its own. People. He's send probably us... buying one right now. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we get like all kinds. We have a phone line. People call in and place orders for bizarre pies. Okay, it's very strange. That's amazing. Yeah. That, anyway, I, I want that to just be the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sometimes it is. You know. So that's <laughs> that's our show, Amazing Spider Talk. Uh, it's a uh, lot of fun. <laughs> okay.
0: Sorry.
1: My my cat just like <laughs> jumped, jumped off the top down of the fridge from the, and yeah and just like knocked all sorts of shit over. These cats
0: sleep all day and now they're making all the fucking noise now that we're doing yep. this. But
1: like, we don't like we don't like your show. We only care about this American life.
0: <laughs> anyway, but so yeah, we are here today to talk with you about
2: some sort of guilty pleasure. Yes. And uh, what is yours? Uh, well, you I saw your your posting online for like something that you're kind of. Uh, Maybe ashamed to like, or you like, and people give you a lot of flack for. And uh, in my case, as a film critic, I write for the LA Weekly and Village okay. Voice. Um, uh, I was a huge fan, la- uh, I guess, a year and a half ago, no, two years ago, mm-hmm. of uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, and uh, you know what? I will stick with that film till my dying day. Okay. So
1: gi- um, give us your. Like your thirty-second elevator pitch for the specifically the film version of uh, Fifty Shades of oh, Get
2: out, get out your stopwatch. You got to time on okay. Thing. I'm all not right. gonna you're not gonna say thirty seconds and then let me you know you whatever.
1: Let, let me find the timer on this seven hundred dollar Apple watch. Okay, I nope. just... I'm no, I don't know what this screen is. <laughs>
0: I'm just gonna do it on my phone,
1: uh, well, which I understand how to use. All right,
0: all right. Are you ready?
2: Yeah, sure. Go. All right, Fifty Shades of Grey is not what you think it is. You think it's this tawdry, you know, like kind of soapy love affair. And yes, it is that on the surface. But what it really is, is a battle between a director and a writer over what they are making a film about. Where the director (laughs) decided to scorched earth, make fun of the subject matter, and also at the same time make fun of the idea of the female gaze. And it's... Amazing and challenging.
0: Thirty seconds.
2: Boom! Wow.
1: There's a lot to unpack there. Um, <laughs> is that that's, just the that's, end of the show now? Like, no, yeah. no. We're okay. gonna
0: we're gonna unpack that. That's
1: there. wow. That's so, so. Like
0: I had heard some stuff that. When I when I saw a lot of press about this, most of what I know about Fifty Shades of Grey comes from, you know, stuff that I've heard and also that the church that the theater I'm a part of is in has a library. And in that church library, for a very long time, there was a very prominently displayed copy of Grey by E.L. James. And I just loved seeing it there. And eventually someone took, somebody noticed and took it out. But I thought that was amazing. Um, but anyway, I digress. Most of what I heard about this was about the... the the actor that like nobody hated this movie more than the actors that they hated each other and that like it was really obvious on screen but i have not heard much about like the actual content yeah
1: that there's this like hearts of darkness sort of behind <laughs> the scenes story absolutely so i mean
2: not only did the actors like reportedly not like each other sure um and sign these contracts and 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 if you remember there was a different Jamie Dornan was not originally cast to be in the it was, film. It was, he was supposed
1: to be uh, what's his fuck from Pacific Rim. Uh yes, um, Charlie Hunnam, Charlie Hunnam. Right,
2: Charlie Hunnam. More and, like Hummin' a hummingum. Yes, yes, exactly. actually, he pulled out like at the last minute, which is you know is a is a tactic that some people like to use. Sure, uh, but uh, we're going to be talking about tawdry sex. sex- oh right? yeah, th- this is just gonna this great. is gonna develop.
1: This is gonna be filthy. Yeah. Great.
2: Uh, well, uh, he was you know, replaced last minute by you know Jamie Dornan, and mm-hmm. like, uh, you can kind of tell Jamie Dornan like should not be in this film. <laughs> okay, um, and I feel <laughs> A great like place to start. <laughs> I feel like director Sam Taylor Johnson like understood that and <laughs> and used it to her best advantage. So, like, let me get this out of the way. Oh, like, it's a Lady I,
0: Sam. I didn't realize this was directed it's by a, lady, a woman, It's too. a
2: Lady Sam, which okay. is uh, the other interesting thing. Um, she was not invited back to do the sequel. The writer. I don't think she wanted to do no, the this sequel. No, this is the director. The well, director. I'm saying,
1: the, isn't, didn't the, the the writer direct the second one?
2: No. the, oh. the, the, the Actually, the second one is directed by... The director of *Glengarry Glen Ross*? Are you of all things?
1: Fucking kidding me! I'm not. (laughs) That's astounding. Fucking kidding me!
2: Uh, I'm not kidding you. So,
1: so, (laughs) so, the subtitle might as well be "Always Becoming."
2: (laughs) Yes, I like that. Um, Yeah, uh, yeah. So, you know, Sam Taylor Johnson, you know, she had done a couple films before, you know, *Nowhere Boy*.
1: Is it that John Lennon
2: thing? Yes. uh, It got some attention, you know, and and this was kind of her, you know, mainstream. You know, first mainstream thing, but the whole production. El James, the writer of the yeah. book, was said to have kind of been at war with her over the script and how it was presented. So
0: she did. Did El James do the screenplay? Um, I thought somebody else adapted
2: it. I I am not. Hold on, I will look it up right now because I'm looking here. Who did the? Da, 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 da. I, I remember
1: when when this was first I mean, coming out. There was I, I read a story that like they wanted the movie to end with the woman like saying her safe word or yeah, something. Well, and okay, and so then E.L. James was that. like, fuck that.
2: Yeah. That would have been the best thing ever. Cause I think the yeah. ending of this movie is already great. That would have and and, and you can see exactly the moment where it was supposed to happen. Like while I was watching the movie, I was like live rewriting the ending of the movie (laughs) to have that in there. And then I heard that was a real thing, and I was like, yeah, well, duh! Like it needs it needs to happen. Sure. Yeah. Um, But
0: uh, I mean, the whole thing was written as Twilight fan fiction originally.
2: Right. Correct.
0: I don't know if you were aware of that. I I was that That the books were originally Twilight fan fiction. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, they weren't, you know, high. It was self-published originally, actually.
1: El James was originally uh, a Primus cover band before she started Alien Ant Farm.
0: Okay, so (laughs) it was it was originally fan fiction. So this is like a really high budget fanfic movie, essentially. At the end of the day,
2: yeah. So (laughs) El James is credited with writing the novel, but Kelly Marcel is credited with writing the screenplay. Name sounds familiar. Um, She did Saving Mr. Banks, Terra Nova. That weird tv show oh yeah
1: time travel and dinosaurs. The time travel it was like um i think like they make one of those every like three years i think it was like yeah. kind of an
0: adaptation of primeval which was uh right. a british one
1: right and she's
2: working on the new cruella film i don't know if you know about this it's I like do. a it's a great prequel. reboot it's a prequel no, it's like a to, prequel to, to 101 dalmatians, dalmatians but live
0: yeah. action i think
2: Were you telling me about this? No,
0: but I saw a list today that there's like this list of like 40 movies that Disney's trying to do, like live action with their animated properties. uh,
1: Enough. I mean, that, that Jungle Book was fucking banging. Like, that Jungle Book was way better than it had any right to be. So, I thought like, it was all right. I thought I'll, it was I'll all right. I'll give him a pass on it a couple yeah. times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and
2: Cinderella was good. See, now we're saying they're all good now, you know? But I, I, I didn't
0: I, see Cinderella. Either. I
2: have no desire to see Beauty and the Beast. It's like, that movie's an animated movie. Leave it alone.
1: Well, you, you mean you're not into, like, super photorealistic, like, creepy clocks? No, and, like, teacups? Yeah, it's weird. it's weird. You don't want a teacup with an actual child's Child. face on it?
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I do With a, with a, with like a chunk taken out of his head what happens when he like how is that his tooth he comes back to life and he's missing a tooth that's not where teeth are Oh no that the, the top uh, of your head is he not comes your mouth. back
2: with like a grievous head wound yeah is he's that, just yeah. got serious no, but brain in
0: damage. the film that's no, what no, it no. is his chip is that he's missing a tooth that doesn't even make sense
1: <laughs> i i posted a, a a joke about that on twitter the other week that got no no likes i was very upset about it what a shame um, like most
0: of your tweets I got, I got a tweet with like 50 likes today. I
1: know. You made an English
0: and remix joke.
1: <laughs> I did. I did. Um, know your audience. But it was something like, uh, but monsieur, cried Lumiere, I'm no longer a candle. Why must I? You must burn, said the beast. That's pretty funny. I would have liked that. Good. All right.
0: You seem to be his target audience. Yeah, really? I am not. I'm never his target audience no. for his jokes, much to. Uh, his dismay which, is,
1: which, is, why married, which yeah. is why we're getting married
0: which is why we're getting married all right so back to 50 shades
2: so uh, then so like they they are fighting the whole time okay. because like e. very L. James, clearly yes el james uh, like i think to the point that they had to be separated oh wow um, and el james wants the movie to be more like her novel obviously um which involves like, like that's uh, the struggle
0: of every person who adapts their book into a movie
2: yeah and so Anastasia Steele great name for our yeah. main character in the novel has this kind of like um alternate persona that she like talks to about like that's basically her like sexuality personified and she like wanted this in the movie it has not appeared in any of the movies so far her
1: dark assinger if you will
2: yes yes um and 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 there was just a constant fight over this stuff um but you can see it like on every second of 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 the film, so I think just to defend the film, and I don't know if you're coming at me attacking it because I think you're probably more curious. No, I'm more down. curious yeah. about so, it. Yeah, yeah. So but, like, D- but were we coming at you
0: attacking it? The defense is that it's wonderful to watch anyway.
2: Yeah. No. Okay. So I, I'll set the scene for you where I saw this movie. Like my uh, girlfriend at the time. um now my fiance slash wife,
1: I don't know what she is. I feel like there's a very clear distinction. Well, between no, the two. we
0: talked about this. It's it, it's, it's a similar a to like legal
1: marriage but versus not having le- the having wedding. the wedding. Sure, like
0: what we talked about.
1: Gotcha. Quote unquote. Which now wife. my
0: mother can't listen to this episode.
1: Yeah, if we just eloped, her mother would like literally murder us. Uh yeah.
2: that's why we're not eloping either. Um, yeah. So we have made it now, uh, just this week, uh, a, 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 I guess, biannually tradition that on Valentine's Day, we go and see the new Fifty Shades movie, okay. um, and then go and gorge ourselves on sausages and beer at Verskuka. Good. Uh, Excellent. Yeah. Where there's nobody on Valentine's Day because it's a beer hall, which means time for crazy. Yeah. Uh, uh, but uh, we went to this movie, like, kind of just out of, like like morbid curiosity because I, we're the kind of people that like to go see Jupiter Ascending and Gods of Egypt and just mm-hmm. laugh our whole way through oh, it. Other sure.
0: bonkers movies?
2: Yes, other absolutely oh, bonkers God. movies. Really?
0: I could I could fill a whole episode just talking to you about Jupiter Ascending.
2: I have never had a better time in a movie, I think, than like seeing Fifty Shades of Grey with the audience that I saw it at, at the Arclight. Okay. Um, You're talking in the dome here? No, we're not talking in the dome, Ooh. although sexual, you know, things. <laughs> sure. We're gonna. I'm going to point out every time anybody makes a somewhat sexual innuendo. Um,
0: I mean, he does have sexual feelings about seeing things in the dome of the Yark Light. I do. I, I, but. Yeah, <laughs> I do. They, they don't, <laughs> but that they don't one's a like bit of a stretch for in in innuendo.
2: I like your curves your screen or whatever. Um, you can, can you
1: really fit 800 people?
2: Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so two,
0: two film snobs and me. I don't care. Yep. So so so
2: one of the things about this film, it's on film. seeing it with an audience means. is that like people are not used to seeing and I'm not saying this is like extreme sexual acts like but like it's you know outside of the norm. So mm-hmm. people don't really know how to respond to that other than with kind of like laughter and derision sure so like the movie already has a built-in like laugh track sure uh, on top of it and then it's it's not a bad movie in fact i would say it's kind of a great movie but it's doing things poorly somewhat intentionally which makes it additionally funny Mm -hmm. and it's a hard line to kind of ride the like difference between whether something is doing it intentionally or not especially in terms of like
0: Movies, Yeah. Because so many people, I mean, it's not like, it's not like, you know, you're looking at someone's shitty YouTube thing and like, oh yeah, they did that on purpose. Like there's a ton of people that had to approve this. Yeah. Yeah. So like how much is intentional and how much is just, well, it needs to come out.
2: Yeah. (laughs) So I'll say straight up, like the script for this movie is garbage. Like it's just straight up garbage and just trashy whatever but that's great in itself because these kind of movies aren't made in hollywood anymore like the kind of sex thrillers or like sexy movies aren't really made anymore uh like when was the last time a hollywood studio made like a movie about sex like it was a big thing in the 80s sausage party (laughs) yeah but yeah but with people yeah
0: i don't know there was that weird tv show that got canceled about somebody stalking somebody it was called Stalker. It was canceled last year because yeah. the guy went like Method and oh, was right. like stalking his co-star.
1: Sure, sure, sure.
2: But we don't have like Fatal Attraction no. and things like no. that anymore. The sex thriller, maybe Black Swan, you know, yeah. like, but that kind of stuff is almost absent <laughs> was, from movies. Side note,
0: we were talking earlier today about people watching people watching sexy movies on planes. And he just said that when you were in the sixth yeah, grade, you I saw was, your...
1: when I was in the sixth grade, I went on a... England trip over the summer as like an exchange thing and it was me and my teacher and this other girl and as we were on our flight I think back um, she was next to me the teacher I was watching, not the other the, sixth the grade teacher, girl yeah the teacher um, I was watching the Tigger movie and I looked over and there's my sixth grade humanity teacher just watching Annette Benning get fucking pounded in American Beauty and I suddenly was just like oh I know how it be- feels to be uncomfortable about sex yeah I, I, I get it now
2: I felt on the other end of that I watched A Dangerous Method on the plane which is like that's that uh, uh Cronenberg thing yeah and it's like Freud and 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 like explorations into like sexual psyche and it was pretty uh Pretty it's just delicious. like a weird thing
0: to, to watch semi in public. I, I, yeah. Like you got your headphones and it's in front of you, but everybody can see what you're watching. Yeah. yeah. Like,
1: I, th- I think I actually might have both of those beat. I, uh, I saw Clerks 2 with my religion teacher from <laughs> high school. And that movie ends with a donkey show. It does. Yeah. It's so also anyway, better than the first one. You fuckers can fight me on it. I, I I have fought you I, on it. I will too, but maybe not. Not now, right now. Yeah.
2: Um. So, like, the audience is already kind of being goofy. I guess I should like get into the actual like yeah. what I like about it. So like Dakota. Or not. Whatever. Yeah, Dakota no. Johnson. Is amazing in this movie. I don't know if you guys have seen her in other movies. No, um,
0: I think I have, but I never know who anybody is. I'm always like, oh, that person's familiar.
2: This is kind of her big like breakout role. I mean, maybe even like amongst her first, you know, amongst her first roles in like you know films people would have seen. Yeah, and you watch this movie and she's this very kind of demure, timid, like nervous woman. Um, and you're like, that's just gotta be who she is, you know? But then like this year she came out with a bigger splash where she's this like Lolita sexual, like aggressive, complete opposite. And you're like this woman, I mean, both roles are very sex heavy and, but like, she's got real range and I'm really excited about her, but she is phenomenal in this movie and she paired up with Jamie Dorn. Like, it's the worst pairing ever. He is a, like, brick wall. <laughs> he's just like,
1: abs with a face, right? Right,
2: exactly. And, and so she's clearly, acting her
0: ass off and he's just standing there.
2: Right. But it's, so, but it's so interesting because he, first of all, is a major creep. I mean, like, this guy, he's into her and she, like, likes it but and, like, acknowledges sometimes that he's creepy. But, like, the movie, it totally plays it straight when he just, like, shows up in her bedroom at night. And it's, like yeah. staring down at her, or like, like tells her that she can't do things, and like is really like domineering, which is part of the whole like S and Part of the whole thing, and there was thing. a lot of controversy
0: about that in the book too. But from what I gather in the book, it was pre- you are presented with the S and M world a little bit more, so it doesn't just come across as like. Not that I mean, it doesn't come just across. Shows as up creepy,
2: in public but, staring like, at you. You know. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's weird.
1: Um, if you're gonna if you're gonna show up in my bedroom, at least take me on a flight in your private plane first. Yeah, uh, but, but on your
0: the, magic carpet, thank you.
1: The thing, Aladdin. Was, oh, he shows uh, up in her bedroom. He takes yeah, her on a magic carpet true. ride. But does, but does in the movie? Doesn't he take her on a plane ride or something?
0: Well oh, no. in every fucking... uh he does yes he takes okay. her I feel like in, jet. that's like a requirement of every sexy thriller that i want to sleep with you they have to take him on a private jet at some if, point that's just he, like a checklist item if yeah. he
1: took her on a magic carpet ride that would be like a, i would watch that like yeah. that would be fucking dope so yeah. they
0: downplay the creepiness
2: so they totally downplay the creepiness to the point of like that it's hilarious so you're already laughing at like how bizarro this guy is and and it wasn't until like Half an hour into the movie, I was really enjoying myself, but, like, until half an hour into the movie where I thought, this is brilliant. Um, Because he is kind of, like, the ideal representation. And I'm not a woman, so I don't want to speak for women. But he is this, like, kind of, like, weird, um, like, romance novel, um, like... He's obsessed with this woman. He's mm-hmm. this beautiful guy. He doesn't have much personality, but she's gonna change him. So you can kind, kind of project of whatever
0: you want onto him. Sure.
2: Right. And and um so he in my mind, he's kind of like this like female gazy like character. And the camera lingers over him in that way. And it does so with her as well. Yeah. And the second movie is weird because she's naked throughout the second movie and he is like not, which I found a little odd.
1: Um, Hollywood movies are weird about showing dong if it's not like a punchline.
2: This movie shows dong without without punchline. It shows like full on pubic hair, uh, like wild untamed pubic pubic (laughs) hair to the degree that I was like like in like a weirdly like romantic like, lit way. Like, there's backlighting to the pubic hair in this film. Okay, okay. Wait, this is the first or the second one? This is the first one. Okay. The second one is not quite as artful. Okay. Um, And I'd say, like, this film is beautifully shot. In fact, this film is edited by Anne V. Coates, um, who edited Lawrence of Arabia. Okay. The director sought her out to have her edit this film. Now, I can get back to that in a minute because I happen to know Anne V. Coates and was driving her around L.A. and got to ask her a few questions about the film and the yeah. editing.
1: When she also edited the porn movie Lawrence of Alabia. Uh,
2: I don't know about that, but it's possible. Uh, maybe that's how she got onto, onto this film. But right. uh, So, um, th- there's that element, but so you have these two wildly different styles of acting. But about half an hour or 45 minutes into the movie, um, Anastasia Steele invites Christian Grey to, like, meet her family. And this is where it goes okay. from, like, right. like like okay, this is kind of a bad movie that's laughable to, like, this is brilliant. Because the whole family is acting like Anastasia Steele or Dakota, Dakota Johnson's acting style, which is kind of, like, this, like, very naturalistic, mumblecore-esque, like, uh, like performances. They're in a Duplass and, movie. Yeah, and here is this guy who is just, like, acting like he's in a romance movie. And everybody's looking at him very strangely, like, what's going on with this guy? And to my mind, the whole movie is making fun of the subject matter of the novel, which is this kind of pulpy romance. It's basically, like, taking the shit out of it for how, like, unrealistic it is and how it doesn't match up with the real world. (laughs) So you've got these two, like, these two things coming head to head. And there's a moment in this movie where they go to this, um, they go to this, like, ball or whatever where there's all this press you know christian gray is this multi-millionaire so he Mm -hmm. you know is is all over the place everybody wants to see him and talk to him and so the press come up like can we take your picture with dakota johnson's character and he doesn't want to be photographed with her because he has all these random women in and out of his apartment you know to be his like you know slaves slaves right they sign their contract and everything Mm -hmm. um but uh they managed to get a picture of him with her anyway. And the and she spends the night at his place getting, you know, dominated and wakes up in the morning and comes down the stairs to see him because they don't sleep in the same room, obviously. Yeah. Um, and he's there and he's drinking his coffee and he's got the newspaper and he goes, check it out. We made the front page. And he holds it up and it's the picture of them. And it is the worst like most awkward looking photo you've ever seen and he says he says with absolute sincerity isn't it great and the and instead of like just go like cutting on it it lingers on this image for like 10 seconds the awkward and my whole audience burst into laughter and i was like this is amazing because they like it's clear they left that there is for a laugh um and it's it's clear that like the world that he lives in is completely separate from the world the audience is mo- meant to like, because you're meant to. It's so awkward. You're, there's no way you're not meant to look at that picture and it, see it as anything but. It
1: sounds like he lives in. Uh, there was this run of Thirty Rock episodes where Tina Fey was dating John Hamm and about how he lived in like hot person bubble. Yeah, it seems like that's the same thing that's happening it, here. I think
2: you're right, and and it and it, it's just amazing like to to see this kind of. To me, it's just I've never seen a director so. Like aggressively on at war with the subject matter of the movie that she was directing, <laughs> um, at, to the point that I think it's like it's like a brilliant intentionality. All right, um, that it's hard to like you know to judge that, but like that's what I took from it, and I mm-hmm. I I've, I've, I've rewatched it several times, and it, I I laugh so hard every time because it seems so yeah. purposeful.
1: Did you ever see? And- there, there was a documentary that came out last year, a couple years ago. I forget what it's called. It might have been like the Island of Lost Dreams or something like that. And it was about that bonkers ass uh, Island of the Dr. The Island documentary Dr. Moreau. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they're about ha- the normal, the original director, who's just this crazy ass guy, right. gets fired and then is replaced by a uh,
2: total pushover. Uh,
1: no, he's replaced by uh oh fuck, I can't remember his name. Um, God, I gotta look this up.
2: But he was a pushover well, to Brando's desires. Oh, he,
1: he was completely a pushover to Brando's desires. But he was also one of those like old school, like right militant movie director, but ju- just
2: shoot the picture kind of guy. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's like shoot the picture, make it go. Who cares? But so then
0: you've now seen the second one, and it was definitely hurt by the change of director. You think?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, uh, James Foley, I believe, directed the second one. He, the Glenn, Gary, Glenn and Ross guy. Yeah. yeah. And um, it, the second one is exactly what I feared the first one would be, which is like. It takes itself pretty seriously. Mm-hmm. It's not very sexy. Um, it's just, like, completely inert throughout. Um, like, and the first one is legitimately, like, sexy. It's beautifully shot. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, like there's a lot of kind of teases with the audience. And, like, the dialogue is shit. But, like, uh, Dakota Johnson totally sells it. Like, this second movie, she's not given really anything to do. She Except tries be her naked. best. Yeah. Right. And whatever, she's a good looking person. Yeah. So that's enough. But, but I'm saying degree, is but.
0: being naked is not a character choice.
2: <laughs> no, it's not. It's just at a all. thing
0: you're asked to stand there and do.
2: <laughs> yes. Um, and we're, yeah. we're all naked now, yeah, by the right. way. Yes, that's absolutely true. True. Which is how I get to see your abs. Yeah, yep. now he
0: sees your abs. Yeah.
2: Right.
1: All 15
2: of them. We've been we've been stripping yeah. as, as yeah. the podcast has Yeah. Continued. This is a strip
1: podcast. Every time I make a joke that doesn't land, I have to take a piece of clothing off. I've been clothesless for like the since minute three, I yeah. think.
0: If that was the that relationship, babe, you'd have been clothesless for 10 years.
1: And if, it, if that
2: was an attempt to at joke as well, you should take off another piece I, of clothing. Yep, yep,
1: yep.
0: All right. So you said you got to talk to the editor of this?
2: Yeah, so – um I, you know, I I since I work I I'm a film critic I um, I also work for the screening series here in L.A. and we it's called the anniversary classic screening series and we bring in you know people from um you know like from movies that are like celebrating their 50, sixty, whatever anniversaries so um Andy Coates who's the editor and one of the best editors of all time and I think edited the si- single best cut of all time the the match to the sun cut in Lawrence Arabia. Um, I don't know if you're fans of that movie. I've, I know what you're talking about. Um, uh, my favorite movie of all time. Uh, Nerd. She, w- she was going to get a uh, – she was getting a like Lifetime Achievement Award from the Los Angeles Film Critics Association. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to do a screening with her beforehand to kind of get to know her and so on. So sure. I was asked to go pick her up at her apartment and drive her to the screening. Mm-hmm. So at which point, obviously, I got her to sign my Lawrence Arabia junk. Obviously. Um, sure, yeah. Because, I mean, when are you going to get Envy coats in your car? Um, unless Best you're... I could do is
1: Ta-Nehisi coats.
2: Oh, yes, yes. Uh, you can't even get that.
1: No, no, I couldn't. <laughs>
2: um, and on the way back, I asked her about this, and I asked her specifically about the cut with the photo in the newspaper because it, it so stood out to me. Yeah. And she was like, I don't even know what you're talking about. So it could just completely
1: be nothing. And I'm yeah. Did she comically wink afterwards?
2: No, I think she was like, just kind of... She, I mean, she's an elderly woman, you know? <laughs> sure. like, and um, she's also
0: edited a million movies at this point. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. like,
1: if I was making an erotica movie, I'd want it to be edited by an elderly woman.
2: Yeah.
0: But otherwise, it's beautiful. Yeah. Despite that, yeah?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, right now, she's... she's Almost 90 years old. Um, she was born in 1925. Damn. Um, so, wait. So, I know, actually, that makes her 90...
1: 92. 92. Yeah. Yeah. Um, y- and you know we're all, like, creative people when it took us that long to figure out the math. Well, yeah, I was right. actually
0: doing How Old My Grandpa Is in my head, because he's born <coughs> in 27.
1: Did he also edit erotic films?
0: No, he was a drill sergeant in Korea. Oh. In the Korean War
1: on there's, Paris Island. There's something erotic about that.
0: mm
2: and I, right. I wasn't going to push her about this cut yeah. because I've got her in my car. I'm going to ask her about Lawrence of Arabia. And yeah. she started yeah. telling me stories about like, you know, like riding on camels and all this stuff. And I was like, all right, forget, forget, yeah. you know, Fifty Shades of Grey, even though I quite like Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, like if you
1: had Bowie in your car and all you talked about was the prestige. Yeah,
2: right. <laughs> I really like the prestige, but yeah, it would be inappropriate. How did those light bulbs work, by the way? Did I you really... not know there were effects. Yeah. But
0: I love. No, the other one, not The Prestige, the other one.
1: Oh, uh, The the Labyrinth?
2: The
0: two that came out at the same time that were like oh, the same movie. The
1: Illusionist. Yeah, Oh, that's the, the one I,
0: I bailed out of a weird date during.
1: Yeah, not that's a great That's the only illusion. thing well, I, we'll tell I the story so I haven't now. seen it. Well, tell the story You've now. heard you the story. I've heard the story. Our listeners have not. Okay, our guests have Our listeners have
0: not. don't need to hear about this. We're talking about Fifty Shades of Grey.
1: We're an open book here on this podcast.
2: <sighs> I think you're trying to forcibly open this book right <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah. Now. Nah.
0: It's not that great a story. I made my little sister call me and then didn't tell her why. I just texted her and was like, call me. And she was like, what do you need? And I just pretended that she was saying other things on the end of the phone that she was my mom and I had to leave. That was it.
1: Yeah, it wasn't a very good story.
0: Yeah, it wasn't a very good story. Yeah, right? <laughs> you did this. So, you did so this to our listeners. I,
1: I have a feeling that like the, the running thread in this podcast is going to be like slightly tense- exchanges about our relationship.
0: I, I mean, it's just, you inflicted this story on people. Now. Anyway. Now what are you? You did this.
1: Wow, this turned. All right, so you're saying. I don't know what I was saying.
0: I don't know. We were just talking to that it was really beautifully, it was beautifully shot. Yeah, beautifully,
1: beautifully shy, shy, yeah. Despite, yeah.
0: Despite it being maybe, you know, like the, maybe the, a weird parody.
2: Yeah, and like the red room full of all the sexual gadgets is like kind of like ornately constructed, you know. Like the uh, Red
1: Room from Twin Peaks?
2: Uh, no, they a little different than that. Okay. Yeah. Um, this is like his secret, I would have like, gone with
0: Black Widow, so that tells you who we are as people. There we are. Um, no, but yeah, it's his like secret sex dungeon and it's like very pretty. The production design, I've seen photos of the it's production really design great. is like very pretty yeah. and now, in the, ornate it, and...
2: And he gets to explore some interesting, like, uh, like you know, uh, sexual uh, devices, I guess, The second film is full of teases of these things that never really go anywhere. And, like, the most, like, kinky they get is, like, he handcuffs her and has sex with her or he, like, straps her legs open or, like, they use benday balls or whatever. But, like, uh, I don't know. If you want to see a sexy movie this year, go see, like, The Handmaiden. Have you guys seen The Handmaiden? Not yet. Wonderful. Um, but uh, Is
1: it sexier than Lego Batman?
2: Um, I don't know. It depends what your relationship with Lego Batman is. Very erotic. Yes. Well, so I, I can't say. I mean, plastic le- fake leather is pretty great. There
1: now, was, are you excited there for
2: there Lego Fifty Shades? There was no Jason Todd, so I didn't care. There's a Lego Fifty Shades. No.
0: No. But yeah, there was there was no Jason Todd, so I didn't care about the Batman movie. <laughs> Jason Todd is my number one trash boy. Oh, yeah? And I love him.
2: I went for an interview at, uh, at DC and they asked me about to name all of the Robins and I couldn't. That remme- I could do. I could not remember Jason Todd for some reason. I was like, he was murdered by the Joker. And and, his name was Jason and Todd fa- and then he
0: came back as Red Hood and And fans were for him to die heart. by
2: a very narrow margin. Yeah, like,
0: they have the other. If you go on the DC archive tour, um, they had to draw both sets of pages. You can see the other oh, set of pages neat. in the archives. Wait,
1: pe- people got to vote yeah, on there was a Yeah, it yeah. was a call
0: in. It was a call in phone line, and people got to vote was whether or not... Was this 1987? It was like 1992?
2: Three. I okay. think you're right.
0: Yeah, it was not...
2: I, I felt know. like a real jerk because here I am telling like all the like the de- the details of the backstory of this, but I couldn't think of his name. So they must have been like, "This guy's a huge dork and an idiot."
1: So, so they wait. They, they were. I'm. I'm. Just, I'm just hung up on this now. They they had a contest where you could vote on which child they were going to murder.
0: No, just whether or not you were going to murder the child.
1: Oh, okay. I thought it was we are going to murder someone. Here's the list of people we could murder. Nineties no, so, comics. It
0: was like what? Well, yeah, it was in the nineties. You can look it up yeah. online. I'm sure there's a Wikipedia page about it, but. So, yeah, I mean,
2: it's hard to continue discussing it in like fine detail without having you guys see the movie. Like, I feel like you should watch it. Well, I think that's the whole point of this is like
0: now we want to now we now I kind of want to watch it. Yeah, I, I do. It's something I never had any interest in. And I mean, like, I, I, you've teased me enough that like I wanna, I wanna go see this now, and like I, I, maybe we'll have you back on to talk about something else, and we will talk about this again.
2: I don't know if I want to like recommend, like I don't recommend it to everyone, but sure. it's the kind of movie where it's like if if you this were,
0: has sounded intriguing to you, yeah,
2: and if you like laughing at like like bad movies or whatever, like because I would say this is like it, it's like a bad movie, but it's so interesting. Um and kind of brilliant in its badness that you kind yeah. of have to. I can get like, behind that. For me, I loved it. I would not like my like I would not say anybody who's like a casual film person to watch. It's like if you are really into film, like this is an interesting thing to it's kind of. It's an interesting like,
0: study, if nothing yeah. else. Yeah.
2: And not what I expected going into it. I thought I would hate it and be like, "Oh, I roll." Um, but I also think there's interesting so, conversation to be had about how unusual it is to see a movie that has the female gaze in it. Mm-hmm. Because it's just not done. So uh, then, yeah. here's
0: a question: What got you to go see it? If you were like, "Oh, it's gonna be bad," did your did your wife want to see it, or?
2: Um, I think she just- wanted to see it like legitimately as like a movie and maybe laugh about it. She's not as like into like painful laugh movie experiences as I am. huh. Um, so I don't know. Uh, I guess. We had, like, read reviews that it was absolutely bonkers. And we were okay. like, well, that sounds like a weird way to spend a Valentine's Day. Okay. And, you know, we, there were long lines out the door for the movie. Oh, wow. And we were, like, amongst the first in line. And we were... We so were, it was also,
0: like, a full theater when you saw it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: And I, I think that was the way to see the movie. Also for, like, kind of, the, you know, like I said, the social experiment of it. Because, like, no, there aren't female gays movies, really. Other made. than, like, Magic yeah. Mike yeah, exactly. And I saw Magic Mike in the theater too, and that was a great experience too. Yeah. Because like I, people are so unused to it that the, uh, like whereas you know like we're used to seeing very gazy things, yeah. But people are so uncomfortable. Even women, I feel like, are so uncomfortable by that experience. They I was very
0: uncomfortable with Magic Mike, but it's because I saw it with my
2: mother. D- did you laugh during it? I mean, like that was the response. Many I got. times, it was, like laughter. But again, you know,
0: I was with my mother. Yeah. It's not the kind of relationship I have with my mother.
2: I mean, there were definitely mothers <laughs> and daughters going to see this movie. I mean, remember the audience for this book was like, oh, it was uh, mostly, mostly like yeah. 40, 50 something. Yeah, you know? it was
0: like forty, forty and fifty year old women were like the huge consumers of this book. Um,
1: and yeah, and, and that's demographic that's, wise. That's why I was so curious to have you on because I'm like, you're you're not a sexually frustrated housewife, you to know that. to the best of my knowledge. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, I mean, I. I I, th- and that's why I was interested to go see it is because like it's abso- I'm absolutely not the audience for it. Sure. And and I and I don't know like, what the other audience took away from the movie. And I, and I think, like, people responded saying, like, they really didn't like it. Although the new one did fairly well, so they must have found something they, they enjoyed. Yeah, in it. I
0: had thought that it did poor enough that they weren't making another one. And then I started that seeing was, the ads was, for it. And I was, was like, oh, I, was, I guess they are. That's I thought what was they
2: what were recasting. Said. There was a lot you of different recast. talk about these things. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Um, and I also
0: didn't, there weren't a lot of articles this time about, like, I guess they must not have done a press uh, press tour because I remember the first time there were a lot of articles about the, like, very aggressive press tour because Jamie Dornan and and, uh, uh, Dakota Johnson Johnson were just so aggressively, obviously, hated each other.
2: Yeah. I don't know. So they must have
0: just avoided that this time.
2: There's just so much in this that's interesting. Like, it's like, if you're a film fan, I think it's a must say.
1: All right. Huh. Cool. That's, uh. That's yeah. That's really interesting because like I, I I have a hard time with the like let's watch something really bad and sort of laugh at it because it just makes it makes me just feel kinda kind of sad. Jupiter Ascending yeah, like Ju- I did. when we saw Jupiter's ending, she was laughing her ass off the entire time. But the woman like two rows oh. down, two seats down from us was clearly incredibly into it in a very serious way and was yeah. very
0: upset every time I laughed but it was also an entirely empty theater except for us and her
1: oh that is true I went to a full screening okay my I have to
2: tell this story because this is great alright I went to a full packed screening for Gods of Egypt which I went and saw okay. opening night because I was so excited to see this movie which one is Gods of Egypt again that is the um uh, um uh Christian Bale was was no, in it right not no not Christian Bale it's the guy from 300 um,
1: oh 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 oh, oh. Uh,
0: I don't know, but it was like all Gerard white. Gerard Butler. Yeah, right. it was and, all white and, people and in Egypt, from... and there was like a giant Anubis, and like all the giant, like oh, the it gods looked amazing. are like
2: twelve foot tall humans, yeah. and everybody else is really small. Okay, and um, uh, you know, it's
0: uh, and the premise is like it's like one of the like fallen gods is like helping some people steal some stuff. I don't know. Right, right.
2: So like yeah. Alex, the director is Alex Proyas. I don't know if you have a relationship with Alex. D- he Proyas. did I I Robot. He did I Robot, and he also did Dark City. Um, which is a movie I quite like, Okay. Um, and uh, I always go see his movies because I find him such an interesting director. And most of them are awful, but they're sure. always interesting. But he, I'm, I swear, he's going to come back around and do something amazing. And Gods of Egypt is kind of amazing, except that it like clearly is insane. Is insane, um, but but also like was assembled hastily at the last minute. Like there are sure. there are sequences in this. Where it looks like Nintendo 64 graphics are fighting on the screen, awesome. Like you could count the polygons if you wanted to. Okay. Like like a
1: bunch of guys run by and then there's they're being followed by Odd Job. Yes,
2: yes exactly. Yeah, so
0: no, you saw it in a packed theater. A
1: packed theater. So
2: like, but here's what was crazy. Is I mean it was clearly like like awful and like completely in like indecipherable, but amazing too. I mean like there's there are amazing scenes of like, um, oh what's his face? What is the actor's name? Anyway, there's there are scenes with like where like the like gods are in like boats in the sky sailing through the stars like pulling the sun behind them on a chain while fighting off giant s- evil space worms oh with God, like lasers. Amazing. This it's sounds amazing. like a heavy metal cover. Yeah, exactly. It's amazing. D- did um, they all
1: have just giant boobs? Uh
2: no, but there are the the I'm female sure there are, lead has giant boobs that are on display throughout the movie. I'm sure. Yeah. Um it's it's Somebody clearly thought this was the awesomest thing ever and was totally serious about it. But anyway. And he was also
1: really stoked about the flying V guitar he just bought.
2: Yes, exactly. And uh, yeah, this is like a like, you know, like one of those like velvet posters, whatever, you know, come to life. Oh, hell yeah. Blacklight. Yeah. Yeah. So.
1: um, Like you can just hear the Van Halen.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So like every moment in this that doesn't work, you'd expect the audience just to like groan or be quiet. But my audience was super into the movie, like <laughs> applauding and cheering, like the exact opposite reaction So they to just what like leaned
0: expect. into it. They saw it was bad and leaned into it. Okay.
2: So I, that's what I thought was like, I was like, oh my God, these are my people. You know, yeah. like they came out, packed this theater on a Friday These are my people. So I saw it on the Arclight across the street from the Sony studios, uh, Turns out the entire theater was full of the people that were staffing, make the executives and stuff that made the movie. Oh. Okay? (laughs) And they fucking hated it so bad. They went and were basically, like, live roasting the movie by, like, being overly enthusiastic about it. So, like, after the movie, I was like, I really enjoyed it, like, for how bad it was. And they're like, give this director an Academy Award. And I was like, I turned around and I was trying to defend him, like, you know, like I really happen to like Alex Proyas. Like, I think his films are not great, but like he's a really interesting guy. And they're like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> we worked on this movie. And so they went out to we went to drinks afterwards and they basically dished on the whole process of making the movie to me. Oh but for God. like an hour and a half or to two hours, I was in like movie bliss because I was like, <laughs> this movie there is packed with other sick minded individuals like myself <laughs> it was amazing probably the best one of the best movie theater experiences I've ever wow had.
1: but but on the sort of opposite token like i i that's not a phrase at all um i saw that like bonkers ass Darren Aronofsky Noah movie yeah, oh, yeah. in a theater with like three other people and it, it was the least fun i've ever had uh, like yeah. th- like there's some there's some shit in the movie that is legitimately like bonkers and, and- awesome bonkers yeah yeah like it, it, like, it's just so insane but takes itself so seriously that it's hard to have fun with it. Yeah. And I feel like the experience you have is, the, the like, the way to see movies like that. Yeah. Where it's just like, fuck it. Who cares? Oh, yeah. Like, rock monsters? Sure. All right. Whatever.
2: I you think, just got to, like, identify yeah. these terrible movies and go opening night. So. Yeah.
0: I think this is. And then, and then we should probably wrap up because I'm going to be late. But I think my best. Uh, in-theater reaction I've ever heard to a movie. It was not a bad movie. It was Rogue One. And when we went to see Rogue One, the woman sitting immediately behind us had never seen a Star Wars movie oh, man. at all. And she had two really choice reactions. And I'm actually going to go in reverse order because I like the first one better. So when the movie was over, she said, and this isn't going to spoil Rogue One for anybody at this point, but she says... She says to the guy with her, I don't understand. What was wrong with Darth Vader's face that he had to have that on? And the guy
2: goes,
0: (laughs) I can't explain seven movies to you right now. You just need to go watch them.
1: I bought you the Blu-ray for Christmas, Trish.
0: Which I thought was a really aggressive answer for someone who brought her on a date to see this. However, the, the best reaction I have ever heard to anything in a movie, and I also think it's the most L.A. reaction I've ever heard to anything in a movie, is... Now, she had had said some things before the movie that I knew going in that she had never seen anything, but I didn't think she was going to say anything. But the movie comes up. It says, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. And the woman goes, "Ugh, what a terrible
1: font. (laughs) (laughs) And I lost it. (laughs) When when I went to see uh, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2, it was in a a packed theater on on opening afternoon. No, you can't. What?
0: You can't talk about this movie.
1: Why, why not? Oh.
0: Because I still haven't read the seventh book or seen the movie.
1: Oh, well, um, close your ears for just a second. No. Oh, okay. okay. All right.
0: Podcast over.
2: What are you All waiting right. for? What are you waiting because for? Because at this
0: point, it's like almost like.
2: It's a
1: point of pride it's a, now. It's like,
0: how, far, how long can I go without somebody spoiling this for me?
1: I'll spoil it right now. No, I don't yeah, want we'll, that. We'll, we'll, we'll spoil the shit out of it.
0: I also plan on reading the book. I also haven't seen
1: most of the movies. Come on, come on. I started
0: it, but I was a fucking senior in college when that shit came out. I had things to do. (laughs) I had a thesis to write.
1: I was a junior in college. I didn't have shit to do.
0: I know. We were at the same college.
2: I was in Nice, France. And I found a way.
0: Well, there you go. I was in... You're a better person than I am.
1: I was in France when that movie RV had just opened in France and because, yeah, the Robin Williams movie. Okay. Uh, we all
2: remember where we were when RV came
1: out. Yeah, it was, it was, it, it, it was it's well, where we were. Batman you saw
0: Batman in Italy, didn't I, you?
1: That was, I did. I saw Batman in Italy, which was fucking great because it was, uh, it was a theater full which of Batman? Italian people. Uh, The second one, Dark Knight. Um, And it was a theater full of uh, very excited Italian people and then like eight of us from the US, but it was subtitled. So anytime there was like, a sort of like big line or a, like a you know gotcha moment. We would react, and then a second later, the Italian audience would react. <laughs> and that part where it's revealed that uh, Jim Gordon is still alive, I got to hear the Italian equivalent of like, "Oh shit!" And it was the greatest thing I've ever seen. Um, but the but the thing about R of about RV is I was in France.
2: What is the thing about RV? The thing about RV
1: is that when it um. That movie I forgot about. RV doesn't stand for recreational vehicle in uh, French. So out there, it's called camping car. (laughs) I have no interest in ever seeing RV. I would watch the ever-loving shit out of camping car.
0: (laughs) All right, then. Okay. I really, I have a company meeting to go to. Yeah, but, so, we, uh, so thank you so much. thank you so
1: much this for is coming. This was a lot of fun. This was a lot of fun. Do you, um, do you have anything you want to plug other than uh, Superior Spider Show? Amazing Spider Show. Amazing Spider, Spider Talk. Talk. Amazing Spider Talk. Talk. Amazing Spider Spider Talk. Talk. There you
2: go. Uh, yeah, check that out. And that's uh, on I-
1: on, I- on the iTunes and...
2: It's on the iTunes and the Google Plays and the YouTubes and, and the the web- everywhere Is else. the
0: website the same?
2: The website is actually superiorspidertalk.com. Okay. 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 Um, it's a branding nightmare, but <laughs> it seems to be working
1: out somewhat okay for us. Okay, and uh, that's where, what
0: redirects are for.
1: And where where can our, our our listeners find you on the internet? Yeah, they can find me.
2: Um, I have uh, you can find me on at on Twitter at, at Dan Gvozdin, or you're, you're, on Twitter. You need
1: to spell that one out.
2: I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. It's well, you put it in the show notes.
0: Yeah, we will put it in the show. Notes. Yeah, we, we put will in put in it in the show. Notes. Notes. There you go.
2: I'm I'm commanding you to, or you can really follow me where I'm more active on my Twitter handle at at Sup Spider Talk. Okay. Um, and uh, if I'm gonna do another plug, check out our Swarm Twitter handle, which is at Nazi B Skeleton. And uh, <gasps> all right, why did we
1: not talk about Nazi bee Skeletons <laughs> for an hour? Fuck Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah,
2: uh, Swarm is our uh, our Donald Trump um, analog. As a Nazi skeleton covered in bees.
0: Okay. Okay. Perfect. So that's worth
2: checking out.
0: That sounds amazing.
2: All right.
1: Awesome. Well, thank um, you so much, Dan. Thank you so much. Um, Beth can be found on the internet all over the place at... Uh,
0: oh, we're, are we going to do I, this
1: every time? I, yeah, I figure we might as well.
0: Uh, we'll record a tag later. All right. I really got to go. The meeting starts at 8, and it's going to take me 20 minutes to get there.
1: All right. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, thank you so much. Show over.
0: Okay. (laughs) Sorry. Pilots!